Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. I am your host, Zell, and we are, yet again, in another mini episode, slowly but surely, slowly but surely, we're going to get back to full episodes, because as of right now, there's only two shows on Bravo that I'm watching. Two shows on Bravo that I'm watching, then Love Island, and I actually recently restarted Veronica Mars from the beginning. First things first, look, let me just talk about Veronica Mars really quickly. <laughs> they say Negro in the first fucking episode. <laughs> they say Negro. Um, Veronica Mars came out almost 20 years ago. It, came, it premiered in 2004 and it is now 2023. If anybody was a little confused by that, I don't know why you would be, but I can't believe that because I feel like I was just watching Veronica Mars. I'm 31. Ugh, I cannot believe something I was watching 20 years ago. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Anyways, um, also send help because the t-shirt, listen, listen, let me, before I say this, before I say this, I am forever and always a basics girl. Like the Nini special has always, always been my go-to t-shirt. If you ask me what I feel sexiest in, t-shirt, jeans, heels beat face right like i <laughs> you would think that i walked into a room in fucking couture couture <laughs> i had a few drinks okay but you would th- that's what i feel sexy saying veronica mars is making me think that maybe i need a low rise pair of jeans maybe the low rise pair of jeans with the belt with the t-shirt with, i'm just saying it it triggers like you know a nostalgia in me. That's all I'm going to say. Um, on to why I'm a little tipsy. I competed in North Carolina's funniest contest tonight. Did I advance to the next round? No, I did not. I did not advance to the next round. Um, I was the only woman (laughs) competing in this round and I was the only black person and black woman. It was interesting. You know, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have not been to any open mics in probably about a month just because I've been so, I don't know. I've just been in a funk about some things. I had a huge, first thing that started it is that I had like a large, just like writer's block. I had this like extreme writing spree where I was just like writing bits every day, every day, every day. And then all of a sudden I just hit this like block. Then the main open mic that I go to went on break. Like they had a whole bunch of stuff happen. They had to go on break. Da, da, da. And so I was like, I just, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I use that as an excuse. I was like, well, I can't make it to any other open mics. Da, da, da. So I ended up not performing for like a little over a month. And I mean, I love being on stage. I love it. It's so it was nothing to get back up there tonight. I feel good about my set. Um, somebody recorded it for me and I'm going to buy it for them so I can watch it back and see, you know, what happened. I had people come up to me afterwards and say like, oh, you did such a good job, blah, blah. But it was off of crowd reaction and I actually did not have anybody there for me. So there, I just have a lot going on in my personal life. So I went up by like, I went there by myself, didn't have anybody there to support me, whatever. Um, so yeah. And you know, it just, I'm fine with not advancing. I really am. I mean, there's like over 200 something people in this, whatever. I'm not going to win everything. It's just, I feel in such a weird place and I don't know if like, I can't blame everything on Scandal, right? And we'll get there in a second, but I hit, even when it comes to like online, like TikTok and everything, I was, I mean, obviously I'm growing a following. I was growing rapidly with Scandaval happening. I mean, between Scandaval and Summer House and all these shows going on, like I was, I mean, I woke up one day with like 400 new followers, right? And now I've just like completely hit, I hit such a low just because there's just not a lot going on right? Um, and so I just, 
I got a little discouraged. I'm in a place of discouragement just because we had our hundredth episode. It was at last week and I've been doing this podcast for two years. And between that and my comedy and like where I want to be, I have a very, very specific goal of where I want to be with a lot of this. And it's just simply not happening, like down to me not even being able to go to Vegas for BravoCon this year. Like I thought that I was going to be able to at least be in Vegas for BravoCon and I'm, it's, it's looking like a fucking no. It is looking like a fucking no. And I'm just like super discouraged. And even now, let me preface this before I say it, before people are like, who the fuck does she think she is? Let me just say this. Obviously, we know the new Roni um, premiere was this past, it was yesterday. What am I saying this past? It was yesterday. So I'm recording this this Thursday. The The new Roni premiere was yesterday, Wednesday in New York City. A lot of Bravo content creators were invited and obviously I was not one of them. I'm not anywhere near a big enough Bravo content creator to be invited to anything like that. It just, Hannah, my friend, Hannah Brown, y'all, a lot of y'all may know her, um, Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and, um, you know, of TikTok. She says it best. She's like being a Bravo content creator. And I don't, this is my thing. I don't really like to call myself a Bravo content creator because, and that's why I did not put Bravo in my name anywhere. Because at any given time, if I want to take this, if I want to talk about any other show one, and if I want to take this podcast and branch it out and to do anything else, I I want the freedom to be able to do that. I don't want Bravo to be in my name. I don't want to have to restructure. Right. But she was like being a content creator, like in the Bravo space can be super tricky because it often feels like you're like back in high school and competing to be like in the cool crowd. And, you know, that is how it is. It is how it is. There are levels to this shit. And and this is no notice to any of, you know, the Bravo content creators that were at the premiere that they deserve that they've all you know, we've all worked in our own right to get us to where we are. It just a lot of times doesn't feel like there's enough space for a lot of us to ever get there. Um, It feels like a lot of times like the same content creators are invited over and over again. So there's just not a lot of space for the rest of us. That's just how I'll put it. And it's sometimes, especially with Bravo, I'm like, what the fuck am I even doing here? What the fuck am I even doing here? Okay. I, it's just frustrating. It really is. But that's my two cents on that. Speaking of the new Roni, I'm really excited to see what it's bringing. It comes on this Sunday. So I'm super excited. Um, everybody's talking about Jenna Lyons outfit from the premiere. I'm not going to apologize. I love it. I fucking love it. I was obsessed with it. Honestly, truly. I saw like the discourse, people being like, if Giselle were to wear this, da, da. no, 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 no. First of all, Jenna Lyons in her own right is like there. Like she's, her presence is enough for that outfit. If Giselle were to wear that, we would be like, what the, what, 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 because she does, she wouldn't carry it well. She would let the outfit wear her. Jenna Lyons was very much so wearing that outfit. You know, if that makes sense. Um, I have no choice but to stand so far, you know? Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to see what the new Roni brings. Before we even get into anything, I, no, I'm not watching Crappy Lake. And I'm going to just be so fucking candid here. One, I don't care enough about Luann and Sonia to watch that show based in a racist town in Illinois. I grew up and went to school in Illinois, in Southern Illinois. I very much am very familiar with Benton. I don't know why the fuck they chose to go there. You guys can spare me of any like, oh, they needed help, blah, blah, blah. That town is racist. Okay. I don't, I I don't care enough about Louie and Sonia to watch that show. Godspeed to everybody who was watching it and enjoying it. Cool. I also just going to say this while we're here. If Sonia were a black housewife, y'all would drag her. She can't sell that townhouse. Mama, 
I'm not even going to go down that road, but I said what I said. I'm not taking it back. I don't give a fuck. Um, on that note, let's talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta. Before we get into Atlanta, I just remembered. We found out that Summer House Martha's Vineyard is getting a season two. I'm super excited. No news on who's going to be cast yet officially, um, but I know that apparently they're like they're pushing filming up. So they're going to be filming more so in on the in season in Martha's Vineyard from what I understand and not the off season like they did last year, apparently, which is super, super, super exciting. Um, I did see that Silas has um, taken a deployment. So he will most likely not be here for filming. God bless our troops. Um, I am a military child. I... I'm just going to say I would like to see Jasmine come back without her ironing duties. I would like to see Jasmine come back and not have to see her uphold, you know, the perfect wife. Um, well, she's still going to be like, oh, I'm a wife, I'm a wife, I'm a wife. Because technically she is still Silas's wife. I just am excited to see Jasmine without Silas. Okay. As far as who I think should come back, obviously Preston, um, Shalise, Shalise. Shanice, I'm one of my friends' name is Shalise. Um, Shanice, obviously we have to have Milo back there. Therefore, Bria has to come back. Um, Amir is going to come back. Andy's obsessed with him. Nick grew on me towards the end, so I wouldn't be upset about, about seeing him back. Alex can go. Um, Jordan is going to come back. She is like the Bravo eight girl. She or on the way up to becoming a Bravo eight girl. I know she filmed winter house and she's cool with like summer house people. Um, I don't know if Mariah would come back. I think she deserves a redemption arc, but who knows? And then summer, I'm assuming summer might come back. I don't fucking know. I'm, I, I could do with or without summer if I'm being totally completely honest is that everybody? We had like fucking 13 million people in that motherfucking house. So I think that's everybody. But yeah, that's everybody. I'm excited. I am very excited. I think they definitely deserve a season two. They definitely deserve a reunion next year because we left too much, too much out. Um, and then, oh, Summer House Hamptons, regular Summer House, OG Summer House, whatever the fuck we're calling it. Y'all casting. So I guess it's, it's laughable. And I'm going to be so honest with you guys. I probably am not, I'm probably done watching OG summer house. So full-time cast members, Kyle and Amanda, obviously Paige, <clears throat> Sierra, Danielle, Lindsay and Carl are in and out because like, they're going to focus on like doing the wedding. I'm sure we're probably going to see the wedding at the end of the season. And that's going to be their farewell to the show. And then Maya's a friend of Sam is a, oh, Gabby, Gabby's also full-time. Gabby is also full-time. And then two other guys, one looks, I, never mind. I'm not even going to say, I'm, I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself on those two men that they are that are joining them full-time cast members. I whatever. I'm a, I'm gonna leave it. Don't say anything though. Don't say anything. Let me, let me keep it down. Okay. I got it. Um, friends of Sam, Corey, Maya, and I think that's it. Um, so a lot of people have been like, Sam, Corey, officially, I think it's that, you know, too many couples in the house. They don't want to like focus on couples, 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 couples. The Scrates are saying that, um, you know, Corey's you know, liking sprees on social media, him liking all those transphobic racist posts, you know, hindered him from getting a full-time spot. Seems like Sam is sticking by my man, my man, my man. She love her man. So, you know, part-time I saw a little picture she put up and she was like still giving main character energy and like, okay, girl. Okay. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. I, I, let me keep it. Let me keep that. Uh, 
No, I'm going to say this one. I'm not going to lie. If I was Samantha, I would be irritated that Paige is back full time and not me. I would be irritated that Sierra is back full time and not me. I'm going to say that. Okay. I would be so fucking irritated because Sierra, Sierra, let's move on to Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't even have the time. So this episode, very much giving nothing. Mid-season trailer, very much so giving nothing. This is not good. Okay. I, I don't even know if I can like actually get into what happened this episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta, it was so fucking forgettable. I know that Kenya ran really, really, really fucking late to Sonya's Mommy Nation uh, charity event. And I found it very ironic because she was just leaving cast members in hotels uh, when they were running late for her event. But I mean, it would not be Kenya Moore if there was not some hypocrisy involved, right? And then they donated some money and then I'm coming up blank. I'm coming, I'm coming up blank. And that's not good. That's not good. There was nothing in that mid-season trailer that was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see that. And listen, y'all know I'm not even like, oh, I need to see divorce, scandal, da, da, da. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't need to see all of that. I just quite literally need to see something. In the words of Nini, it needs to get very much so something. Oh, speaking of Nini, we saw the OG cast dinner. Okay. Um, you know, I just banged my fucking pen so hard against this desk. Um, so you might have heard that in the background. The the OG cast dinner, it, it was fine, I guess. I didn't need to see Kim. Zolziak trying low-key audition to get her spot back on the show. Oh, I forgot to mention. We'll talk about that afterwards. Kim and Corey not getting divorced. I don't know why Kim was like, that bitch is still alive when it comes to Kenya. You know that Kenya Moore is still very much so alive. What are you saying that for? What is that even supposed to mean? Now, shout out to Lisa Wu for being like, so Kimberly, is your house getting foreclosed on, girl? And she was like, you, you think I would let my house go? My million, multi-million dollar house go for $200,000? First of all, Kimberly, you got the house when it was in foreclosure. It was in foreclosure from the previous owners. I read that, right? Um, secondly, when your house gets foreclosed on, you don't get to decide. So her saying, you think I'd let my house go? No, 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 baby. You didn't put it up for sale. The bank was like, <laughs> the bank decides that. And I'm not even a homeowner. Okay, so like, girl, she irks. I do not want to see her back. I do not want to see her back. Like, she just, I don't like when people just say stuff. Y'all know how I feel about that. So she can go over there somewhere away from me. Everybody was pissed that apparently um, Cynthia's scene got cut. Now, I understand where everybody's coming from. They're like, it's whatever you cut it, but don't put it in the trailer to try and make us excited. I completely understand that. I get that. My thing is, would it have made a huge difference? Would it have made the episode that much better? Because let me, let me tell you, this episode's bad. This episode was bad. My God, we need, we need some people who, who want to get their fucking asses up and work. Oh, Atlanta's probably the next franchise to do like a full Roni style um revamp and I, I mean I'll I'll be fine with that whatever now now let me tell you this I think Real Housewives of Atlanta could probably do a legacy show I think they'd be good with that apparently allegedly I listen I heard this from a clip from Brandy Glanville so don't put too much stock in it but according to Brandy Kristen Takeman said that the uh, Roni women didn't really want to do much on that Real Housewives Ultimate Girls trip they went on because they were all mad that they didn't get the full-time show. But uh, let, me, let me just say this. Let me, let me just say this. 
beggars cannot be choosers. <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. If y'all really think that you deserve your your whole franchise back, y'all deserve to be the ones in the position. Maybe instead of soaking that you got a ultimate girl trip, maybe just take that for what it was and use that as your opportunity to show the network and Andrew why you deserve to be back on that on the uh Roni spot, right? Let maybe let's not be better, but again, I stand by how much further were we going to take it with those original Romy women, right? I'm excited for Legacy once more. Um, the only other thing we have to talk about is OC, so let's get into that. I'm having a good time with OC, I really am. But y'all, I start to get weary when I myself. I myself get to the point where I cannot stand a housewife or anybody on reality TV to the point where I just want to drag them because I am starting to forget that Gina is a human being and I just want to drag the fuck out of her because my good God almighty, is that woman okay? Is she okay? First of all, all that crying, all that crying girl. And then the overuse of like, I'm triggered. I couldn't talk to Travis. No. First things first, mama, Heather gave you sound advice. If you call your boyfriend to cry that you're triggered about your husband or your ex-husband cheating on you all the time, would you like it if he did that to you? Would you like it if he called you to cry about being triggered over his ex-wife? Okay, I'm not talking about the other stuff with Gina and her ex-husband. I'm talking about the cheating because that's what she's focusing on. That's what she's focused on. And, and, and I'm tired. I'm, I'm really tired. I'm outstandishly, that's not a word, but I am, I'm tired. Okay. I want her gone. I used to think that y'all were being overdramatic with that one. You were not off my screen. Okay. Next. Tammy Sue. <laughs> Y'all, why is Tamara telling this lady's business like this? I, regardless of how I feel about Jen and Ryan in their situation, why is Tamara telling her business like this? It does not make any sense. It, it makes no sense. Why would Tamara say, when her boyfriend walked into my gym, I heard he said he wanted to fuck me. Why would you tell a whole group of women that before you told Jen? And then, and she's like, well, Eddie doesn't know. You said it on camera. Okay, girl. Okay. Okay, Tammy Sue. But I'm glad you're here. Honestly, I'm glad you're here. I'm having a good time with Tamara being back. Um, Heather, I don't know where we're going here. Because why you just wouldn't say, of course, my low of the trip was arguing with Taylor is beyond me. Why, why would you not just say that? Obviously, it was a low. It's not a secret. We all saw it. You argue with somebody on the trip. It was silly. That wasn't the best time. That was a low. Why would you sit there and point at Shannon and Tamara and be like, I felt like you guys were leaving me out. But that was a me feeling and not anything else. <laughs> Uh, once again, I have to stick with my airy sister in Christ, Shannon Bedore. Because if that were me, I would have been like, stop playing. Stop playing with me right now. I'm not doing this with you. You are not about to say that your low was you feeling like I left you out when you got into a whole argument with somebody and you told them, fuck you. <clears throat> Bye. Bye. Speaking of people and their feelings, back to Gina. Y'all, I'm really working on a lot of things because like, I don't want to come off like lacking empathy. However, we spent the last five minutes of this episode, would y'all say five minutes talking about Gina and her feelings, her misplaced feelings, if we want to be so very fucking honest about Jen or about uh, Heather and what Heather said to her. Even Gina's boyfriend was like, Heather's always been very supportive. I've never seen her, you know, not be supportive, you know, da da da. da. Yeah, I know, but like she was like not. It she was coming for me. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! 
Oh God, I'm so annoying. I'm I'm so annoyed. I had to disassociate I, when I was watching that last. I was like, no, 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 no. I won't. I won't allow it. I will not have it. I can't do it. Um, that's it for Bravo stuff. I mean, as far Kim and Corey called off their divorce, y'all. As we all have seen, they called off the divorce. Um, was I shocked? No, but yes, because I thought it was a scam. I thought it was a scheme that Todd set up to come with us with the bullshit from the beginning. And then when they started calling 911 on each other, I was like, oh no, this is real. And you know, everybody has been like, oh, well, somebody told me that Kim calls 911 often, da, 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 da. I'm black. Okay. I'm not calling 911. We don't play about that. I'm not calling 911. Unless it is a nine one fucking one. I've only called nine one 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 other time. And that's because I came out of work and a fucking car was on fire. I came out of work when I was barred, when I was a, uh, I was cocktail waitress, um, at a club. I came out of work and I went to go to my car and this fucking Maserati was in flames. And I said, oh, no, 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 I'm not leaving. And then it blew up. That I, That's the only time I've called 911. But I I don't have it for Kim and Corey. I really don't. Um, we're done with Bravo stuff from now. I'm gonna talk about Love Island at the end of this. If you don't want to hear about Love Island, then just go ahead and turn this off now. Okay, Love Island. I'm just gonna talk about like where we're at now in real time. Um, movie night. <sighs> Y'all. This is always where Love Island loses around the time that Love Island loses me in the first place, right? Because they're there for so we Love Island is so much content and we love it. And I think my dumbass, and I know this, my dumbass got like really invested. I loved Scott and Catherine together just because like I, I mean I liked them together. I I like Scott and I like Catherine. And when I saw Scott talking to Leah, when I saw him talking to Katie or with anybody else, it just wasn't giving in the words of Whitney. And I feel like, and I don't know if I've said this on here before, I felt like when I was watching them two, Scott and Catherine, I felt like they can't see what we see, the audience. They just, the way he looked at her, like she'd be giggling and like all this stuff, like it was so cute. And then the, Casa happened and I begged, Catherine, I begged you not to bring that man back. There's nothing wrong with Elam. There's nothing wrong with him. But as of this latest episode, what did he do? He pulled her aside and was like, oh, I feel like I'm lacking. If somebody, if a bombshell comes in here, I'm going to talk to her because I knew he was going to do that. I knew he was going to do that. He's a Casa boy. He is a castle boy, Catherine. Okay. No, I'm just fucking around. But I, I knew he was going to do that. We did we, I didn't know what Scott was going to do in Casa. I'm going to be so very fucking honest with you. I didn't know what Scott, Scott was going to do, how he was going to act. I thought that he might act up a little bit because Leah, between Leah and Katie, when Katie came in, he wanted to get to know her. So, I mean, they were still open, right? I just didn't think it was going to go go down like that. The movie night of it all. I think that there's a lot missing. I think there is so much missing between Scott and Catherine's story from beginning to end because like everybody was complaining that we didn't see a lot of them in the first place. I think there's so much missing from Scott and Catherine's story because personally, I think that they it was never supposed to be a thing. I think that with Scott and Catherine, it was never supposed to be a thing that we cared about. And a lot of people probably, we have to remember Love Island is a reality TV show, but it is a heavily produced reality TV show. Every single person that has come off that show and done interviews and been asked how heavily is production involved in things, they say heavily, they have a heavy hand, right? Yes, we have couples that are successful out of it. That like, that's another thing, but like, we have to remember that. I personally feel like the plot has gotten away from Love Island producers a little bit, because I also think that we, we were never supposed to care about Whitney this much. We were never supposed to, it was supposed to be the Zach and Molly show. I'm gonna tell you, well, it's supposed to be the Molly show, whoever she hitched her ride onto. 
and she's back there. She's not saying anything. She's not saying much. And it's like, okay, girl, you, you got to say something. I feel like I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I feel like it was giving her agent called and was like, this is not what we agreed upon, bruv. I don't know what that accent was. I am so sorry. <laughs> and they said, get her back in the villa. She ain't gonna say much. Get her back in the villa. And that's what she's doing now. So when it comes to movie night, they showed Scott's little like, sure, when cat when the girls come in, I won't feel that way about Catherine, blah, blah, blah. I just, and I've said this before, I think Scott is, Scott and Catherine, but especially Scott, is a case of not realizing your feelings until it was gone. Now, I understand that, I, I didn't under, actually, no, I didn't understand that, and maybe it's just like the maturity in me, I didn't understand that Scott had ended things with Catherine right then and there. I mean, I just thought it was the initial shock and he was like, have you been kissing this lad in Casa? I was like, oh God. <laughs> because she had been lipsing him. <laughs> I was like, oh girl, why? <laughs> but she had been lipsing Elam. Okay. I was like, oh God. I just, I guess I didn't grasp that he, he was quick to end it. Okay. Um, Catherine's like, I don't have regrets. I don't look back to him. When it comes to movie night, I think at this point, Catherine is just looking for anything to like grasp at and feel, to assuage her guilt a little bit. Right. She didn't, to be fair, Scott didn't realize how far along his feelings were per his words until she was gone. Therefore, she didn't realize where he was because I'm going to say to Scotty now is because this was my main thing with him. When he said that, y'all going to get sick and tired of hearing me say that, but that was my main thing with him. When he said here and now where we're at, there's nobody else in this villa for me. I was looking at him sideways because I was like, you're saying right now there's no one in this villa for you. We got bombshells coming in, baby. We got Casa happening. I literally would have taken that as you're still open to getting to know anybody else that comes into this villa, but not the people that are in here right now. That's just me. I'm 31. Okay. So it's just, it's, <laughs> but when it comes to Catherine, you know, at movie night saying, oh, I was loyal. No, you weren't babe. No, you weren't. All I'm going to say is this, when it comes to the whole, I don't agree with the whole back and forth that went down of like, no one wanted you, but Catherine is not the person that led that charge. That was Katie and Leah. That was Katie and Leah. I don't know why Leah would had all that mouth. Like Scott said, you ain't talked in about four weeks now. I need to stop trying to do this accent, <laughs> but like he ate her up. Right. I was fine with that because yeah, Ellen and Catherine could have had a better connection, um, but we don't need to drive that home. We don't need to keep talking about that to Scott. I really do think that at that point, because if they, and had they let Scott talk, Scott literally said, I don't have, after they showed Catherine's clip, clip, he said, I don't have a problem with anything that I just saw. I don't have a problem with anything that I saw because I think that Scott realized, like, I think between seeing Ellen and Catherine move about the villa, one but then also when he saw the way the girls were hyping her up and the way she was smiling afterwards like scott did say that at one point like he just wanted to see Catherine smile and like I, I think he really started to realize like okay there is something more there with them her girls are happy she's happy da da da, da. got it i just don't whatever i'm gonna leave it alone <laughs> had we let scott talk that would have been that but i think Catherine took a lot of the blame for things that Katie and Leah said, because Katie, well, after Scott said, oh, you ain't talked in about four weeks, which was the truth, okay? Katie was like, y'all bang out of order, okay? That was rude. And she also said, you've been mugged off by everyone now. Leah and them turned to Amber and was like, you said, I heard no one wanted you in Casa. No one wanted you. That was them girls. Catherine and him had, like, Catherine and him didn't even have a tete-a-tete. Like, Catherine was just like, you weren't loyal, babe. No one wanted you. 
I don't. <sighs> it's hypocritical of Catherine because, like, yes, you were crying about so and so making you feel undesirable. However, however, that came from she didn't pull that out of nowhere. Okay, you got Amber sitting there who was in Casa who is saying no one wanted him. Okay, you got Katie and Leah sitting there saying like, oh yeah, we heard that. Something felt like Katie and Leah were like on the Casa girls like, oh, give me the tea, give me the tea, give me the tea. I don't know, that's just how it felt to me. I feel like Catherine took a lot of the blowback for that whole argument. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not excusing Catherine's behavior. I do think that she was very rude to Scott. However, let me say this. The person who commented on my video talking about it doesn't matter that Catherine's 23 age has nothing to do with this. It has a big thing to do with it. Don't say that shit. You sound fucking dumb. And I'm just gonna put it so fucking blatant and blunt for you. You sound dumb. Okay. Do you know that my, where my communication skills were, especially when it came to relationships, when I was 23 fucking years old, it wasn't great. It was not great. There is probably some boy and some boy's mom out there that think I was rude to him. Okay. Because I probably fucking was. I didn't know how to break up with anybody. I didn't know how to go about any of that. It's all a learning process. Did I tell anybody that no one wanted them and that, well, hold on. Did I say anybody was undesirable when I was 23? That I know for a fact. Did I say no one wants you? I might have at one point somewhere something. I might have said something like that to somebody. Okay. What I do know is that everybody that I have dated in the past, we on good terms. Except for the one before my husband. But that's a whole different story. Um, but and that wasn't my fault. But all I'm saying is like the age does play a part in this. Age plays a huge part in this. And I am going to say this so I'm blue in the face. We don't watch Love Island for the fucking amazing communication skills between these people, right? So yeah, she fucked up saying that. I don't really care that every, I'm actually a little bit glad that Catherine is out of the villa now because I was tired of seeing everybody online like drag her to an umpteenth, umpteenth degree. Let me say this. There are a lot of people in the UK that are like, this isn't about racism. Americans need to mind their own fucking business. Da, 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 da. I don't think that the hate Catherine, it's not A plus B equals C. I don't think that people are hating Catherine because she's black. I don't think that's that's not the reason Catherine has had an attitude. She has not handled things the best. I don't have a problem saying that. My thing is, the way Catherine has been handled for having an attitude. There's no denying her behavior has been poor, but the way the reaction to her poor behavior is a big difference from um, a white person, a white woman with poor behavior that we've seen on this show, right? Faye, for example. Faye got to kind of quote unquote rehab her image. Faye did a lot, said a lot. Catherine had an attitude, absolutely. But like at the same time, who I some I cannot imagine around this time. One of the Casa girls, I was listening to the morning after, one of the Casa girls said that Zach actually told them, like, I only have like two weeks left of this in me, like back at Casa, like, cause Zach was like, he was like, This is wearing thin on me. I want to go home. Like, I, I want to go home. And I can I can see that. Honestly, if I got to this point. In Love Island, I would literally be like, I'm fine with going home. I, I probably would. I'm competitive as shit, but I would probably be like, I'm fine with going home because I can't do this anymore. That is one of the things that like, when it comes to people's responses to thing, things, yes, some things are just out of order and unacceptable, but at the same fucking time, all I'm going to say is this. We have to, when it comes to the Catherine and Scott situation with both of them, we have to remember that these are people that cannot separate from each other. They really can't separate from each other like that. Yes, they don't have to be near each other, but they're still in the same vicinity. Imagine breaking up with somebody and you, you're still in the same vicinity as them and you have to watch them the entire fucking time. And, or, or doing somebody dirty and then you have to look at that. You, you know what I mean? Catherine's attitude, bad, not great. Don't like the way she treated Scott. However, the audience response to her versus the audience response to somebody who, who, to a non-black woman is, it's different. Okay. It's different. I'm fine with Scott and Ellen being, or Scott and Ellen, Catherine and Ellen being gone because I'm tired of people talking about it. But at the same time, like, like 
I had to turn off my comments on a video just because I was like, look, I'm tired of the Catherine hate. When I mean the Catherine hate, I don't mean anybody saying like, oh, Catherine Sheen Scott wrong. I don't mean anything like that. I mean the absolutely derogatory comments that people were saying about her. That's, that's ridiculous. I don't, I'm not, I am not ever going to have a platform where I allow somebody to be dragged. Not even Gina from Real Housewives of OC. And because do I care for Gina, how she's acting? She getting on my nerves on the screen right now? Absolutely. You're not going to come over here and talk about her looks. You're not going to come over here and dog the fact that, you know, she is a victim of domestic violence. You're not going to say anything that's below the belt. And I say that, and I do that with every single person, whether or not I like them or not. Okay, so I'm not going to foster an environment for people to talk badly about, especially derogatory about Catherine. Like Dami, God, I love India. Y'all know I love India. And I actually love Dami too. Like he is, I, I think Dami is fine as fuck. But oh God, he's so stupid. Dami literally said, I wouldn't, be, I would give Scott a pass if he screamed in I G G E R at Catherine. Are you like, are you fucking mad? Obviously he issued an apology for it, but like shit like that, shit like that. And the thing about it is, is Manny Catherine and Ellen had a better connection. That's one thing that I picked up that all of the girls seem to think that Scott and Ellen had a better connection than her and Scott. Why? I, I don't know. I can only go off of base of what I saw. I'm not in the villa and we'll get to that part in a second. But the way Catherine handled Scott's feelings from what we saw, terrible. Because that episode, I'm going to tell you something. That episode before she got booted out of the villa yesterday, it seemed like they had had a previous conversation. I would not be shocked. And I've been standing 10 toes down on this. I would not be shocked if Catherine and Scott were fine the next day. Okay. And we just didn't see it. Again, I don't care that y'all voted them out. I don't, I knew that Ellen was finna pull that shit with Catherine. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I'm sorry, Catherine, but I knew it. I knew he was going to do that to you. But handling Scott with like these kid gloves that people seem to handle are, is beyond me. I'm never, ever, ever going to say if anybody from any show that I watch comes out and says, this is actually what happened. This is this, this is what you didn't see. I'm never going to have that much vim and that much hate for somebody to where I'm like, no, you're lying. Because the thing that's irritating me now is that Catherine is out of the villa. She, hopefully she can go on after sun because they were booing her. And I know they're not going to put her on after sun if the people are just going to boo her. I do want to hear what she has to say. I want to hear what Leah has to say. Hmm, I don't care for Montel, but I want, I want to hear what all of them have to, have to say. I don't care for Medi, but I wanted to hear what Medi had to say. You know what I mean? There's so much of this shit that we do not see for reasons, a lot of reasons. But the thing that's irritating me now is people are acting like, whatever Catherine says, it feels like people are going to be like, doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter when it very much so does. And again, I'm going to say this. Scott, people are acting like Scott's not going to come out of the villa and be like, I don't want any hate aimed towards Catherine. I do not support that. We are in a good place, whether they're in a good place or not. He's going to say that even from strictly a PR move. It is so fucking weird to me. So fucking weird to me. The black women who are on Catherine's ass the way they are. And again, I don't mean, oh, she fucked up with that. Da -da 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 -da. I don't mean like that. I mean, like people making videos like, oh, I don't support all black women, da, 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 da. Okay, first of all, dumbass, do I support everything that anybody does? No, but like I said earlier, I'm not gonna provide a space for people to drag a black woman in a derogatory way, not even Candace Owens. I'm not gonna ever promote a space for somebody to say something racist about somebody. And that's where some of this shit has been taken to. And people keep confusing that for trying to make excuse for Catherine, make an excuse for Catherine's actions. No, I don't agree with how anybody in this villa, hundred percent, has handled anything. Like, let's just be so very clear there. I'm like, people want to say this is racism or this is or this is not racism, as in it's a black and white thing. No, it's not. But you cannot deny that how she's been handled by the public and her response 
has is starkly different. Somebody came into my DMs and was like, she should have known better than to get on that show acting like that. I don't subscribe to that shit. I don't subscribe to respectability politics like that. Why? Because I am a human being. You are a human being. Everybody else is a human being. We all have human being reactions. I don't have less reactions because I'm a black woman, right? I've lived my life enough to to the kind of respectability politics of it alone. I go throughout life knowing that I cannot have the big reaction as my white counterparts because it's going to be deemed differently. However, that doesn't mean that those feelings are not within me. That doesn't mean that that's right, that I suppress that part of myself because I know I'm going to be viewed differently. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, Catherine should have known better than again on that show acting like that. No. It's a reality TV show with 24-7 surveillance. I expect real reactions out of real people. She handled that situation with Scott terribly. She did. She's a 23-year-old girl. I hope she watches this back, views it, sees it, and learns from it. That's that's all I have. And I hope that they prepped her for what she is coming out of the villa to. Because some of it is just downright hate. Some of it is just downright hate. Now... When it comes to people saying like, so many people are like, you're making an excuse for bullying, saying, what are we missing with Scott? This is a show with about 24 seven surveillance and we see an hour of it. We're obviously missing shit, first and foremost. Secondly, that is fair to ask, what are we missing? Thirdly, anybody who wants to be like, you're promoting bullying saying you're, oh, what are we missing with Scott? Like the way Catherine's being bullied? Because let me make one thing for sure. Even though I don't agree with what anything she said to Scott, I that doesn't mean that I think that she should get bullied by a bunch of people that weren't there. <laughs> like two plus two is not equaling four to a lot of fucking people. I, no, I don't think it's cool how she reacted, how she treated him. You know what else hasn't been cool in my life? The way I've reacted to a lot of shit. At the same time, that doesn't mean the public can bully her. And I'm not even talking about getting voting her out of off of the island. Get her off the island. That's fine. I don't care. The way they dragged her, talking about her teeth, talking about her wigs, talking about her, it, all of this stuff. I also don't, I don't agree with the way Ellen was dragged either. Okay. El, I really feel bad for Ellen. I really do because he didn't do anything except for get to know Catherine and get asked to be back in the villa. He's coming out of this with a lot of fucking hate and he hasn't done anything except for what he was supposed to do as a Casa bombshell. So I do feel bad for him in that respect. It's just like, it's just a lot. Y'all voted Catherine and Amber, Catherine and Amber, (laughs) Amber and Scott, the most compatible. Okay. We need not continue this. Because it's just getting out of control in the feedback. What I will not do, what I will argue somebody down about is Whitney. Okay? Because for Whitney, the people people are losing the plot of this fucking show. Scott sitting there saying, oh, I've been accused of being a game player, da 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 Whitney saying, well, maybe is there some truth to it? Is not that big of a fucking deal. Please relax. that This actually isn't cool of Whitney. So what you're saying, again, Whitney has to be on her P's and Q's to be able to be deemed a fan favorite. Again, again, the black woman has to be on her P's and Q's to be able to be deemed a fan favorite and to stay in good graces when she's just asking questions. This is a reality show about dramatics, okay? She said, well, maybe there's some truth to it. These Those who interacted tonight and people are like, oh, Whitney and Scott are back to being friends again now that Catherine's gone. Do y'all really, y'all, are y'all dumb or are you stupid? Do you think they haven't been interacting? Please be so fucking for real right now. I feel like Whitney could talk to a fucking wall. Like, do you know, like the, the fact that people lose the plot and that there's so much of this shit that we don't see. I just, even when Catherine and Scott sat down yesterday, I was like, these two have, I was looking, I was like, these two have had a fucking conversation before this because... And it gives that the producers were like, go talk to him again because we didn't put it in there. And you about to go home. <laughs> I just, ugh. I'm, I'm ready to wrap this up. I really, really, really am. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm a Katie stan, but Katie's been winning me over because Molly 
Molly. Why did you think that you could just be like, we're closed off. We just haven't told anybody. Why do you think that? <gasps> Y'all, let me, let me say this before we get out of here. So again, listen to morning after with India and I feel so bad because I do not know her co-host name. Very nice man. seems like a funny man. I only care about India. Okay. Um, and the Casa, they had all the Casa girls on there and the Casa girls, they all had to answer like, who's the messiest. And all of them said, Scott, let me tell y'all something as fine as I think that boy is as fine as I think he is. Ever since I heard the details of him being messy, I'm sorry. I'm like, mm -mm. because they said he is on the bed with his shoes on. First of all, all of them are on the bed with their shoes on. I've noticed that. But a lot of times their shoes will be hanging off. Apparently Scott has his shoe, his lays in the bed with his shoes on to the point where the sheets are dirty. They have track marks in them. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. I don't like outside clothes on the bed. No, <laughs> no, no, mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. no, I can't. I can't. I cannot. Again, not an excuse for anybody to bully him, but I have been, I would, I, if I had to share a bed with him like they do on love island i would get the ick and i don't i mean like the ick to where like he's so attractive he really is but like the ick to where i don't know if i could do it anymore i again i'm 31 who knows i used to sleep with dudes and spend the night at dudes houses that like were not the best especially at that age 23 whatever uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm telling you, when I hear, when ex-Islanders do interviews about how, like, the living conditions actually are, absolutely the fuck not. I just know me at 31 could never, I don't know if me at 20-something could either two toilets, two toilets, two showers, or, like, one, no, it's two showers, one toilet, something like that. Why would you have upward towards 10 people, 10 adults in a fucking house with not even half the toilets. It, it, like I see the house. Is it, is it not? I feel like there's another toilet in the house. Gotta be, gotta be. I would, one of the ex-Islanders one time, I can't remember who this was. This is from seasons upon seasons ago. They were like, Oh yeah, like the first week we got there, all of us were constipated. No, mm -mm. no, no, absolutely not. I'm again, 31 year old adult. One thing I take very seriously are my morning bowel movements. On that note, we're gonna go ahead and end the podcast there. Um, follow me on Instagram at who asked me podcast. Um, follow me on TikTok at who asks Zell, Zell is S-E-L-L-E. And then leave me a five-star rating and review, okay? I will talk to y'all next week.